talked a lot about inflation and job numbers and interest rates and all the rest because, uh, well, it's it's in everybody's face, right? We're all dealing with it and we all uh, are feeling the impacts of it. Uh, last week, uh, an, yet another report on this, the StatsCan job report came out and it indicated, listen to this, there's more than 1 million jobs available in Canada. I think it's a million and 6,000, something like that. Just a hair over a million, but over a million jobs, which is more than 40% higher than it was a year ago. So we've got a ton of available jobs in the country right now. However, inflation continues to be a major issue all over the world, but especially here in Canada. Um, we've got wage growth, we've got interest rates. I mean, it's there's a lot going on. So let's try and get some insight as to what's happening and how it all fits together. We're gonna chat with Brendan Bernard, who's a senior economist at Indeed. And Brendan, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. So when we take a look at the whole job report and these numbers coming out with this record number of available jobs in the country, typically how does this, that jobs number and unemployment or employment, whatever we call it now, how does that fit with inflation traditionally in terms of this is what you would learn in Economics 101? Sure. Well, so the labor market and the inflation situation are connected in a number of different ways. In some ways, uh, the relationship can run either way. But uh, a kind of textbook econ 101 way that the labor market can influence inflation is that in a tighter labor market, that's one where there are lots of job opportunities and relatively few unemployed people. So uh, kind of like the situation uh, we're in right now, uh, there's greater pressure on employers to raise wages to both attract new staff to try and fill these job vacancies and retain the existing uh, workforce uh, they have because workers uh, who have a job have opportunities um, to jump uh, to to, to new positions. So in a world where the labor market is tighter and and the underlying conditions for wage, wage growth are stronger, that can be a factor in driving inflation higher. Um, and, and, one of, and one of the uh, key ways for that is that wages are a, one of the largest input costs for overall goods and services. And so uh, a higher uh, pace of wage growth either is going to have to come out of corporate profits, which are quite high uh, uh, these days, but it also can be passed through on to prices. Right now, I think um, uh, the pass through from higher wages to Prices isn't the main story in about inflation in Canada today. Today's inflation is really um, about sort of global factors and energy markets and food prices and supply chains and manufactured good, goods, which have been some of the key factors driving overall inflation. But the, underneath the surface, there is the potential that as, if the labor market remains tight, then uh, wages can start uh, rising to a greater degree, and that gets up, passed on to prices. And that, that and then that's. If we do see that, I know I've, I've talked to some other economists who say that's a, a big risk and something the Bank of Canada is also watching because wages go up, so therefore prices go up, therefore wages go up, therefore prices go up, and it's almost, uh, 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 they feed into each other. I mean, that, that's a definite potential, um, and that's one of the reasons that the Bank of Canada has been hiking interest rates um, uh, aggressively in recent months. Uh, 
despite the fact that um, other factors like the global commodity prices have been key drivers of inflation today. There are drivers of inflation today, and then there are the potential for other factors to drive inflation tomorrow. And so I think when people are worried about the potential for wages and prices to kind of feed off each other, um, it's it's about that sort of um, forward-looking world um, where where the, the cycle might reinforce each other. Makes perfect sense. Where are we in terms of jobs in this country? Are we continuing to see more and more vacancies every month? Has it stayed off or leveled off a little bit, or is it getting worse? Where are we at? So, so that, those record high job vacancy numbers that you mentioned at the at the top, um, those were stack in job vacancy um, numbers through May. Um, so that data is a, a little bit lag. We've, we've got a few months since then. Yeah. And at Indeed, we track things um, in the online job posting world um, in, in, a, in a bit higher frequency. And what we've seen uh, in terms of online job postings is that um, Canadian online job postings had this huge run-up throughout 2021. And things were pretty strong um, remain strong uh, through the first few months of this year. But they did hit a peak in early May, so right around the time of our most recent back-end data. And since then, they've cooled off a little bit. So as of sort of uh, the second half of July, July 22nd, our most recent uh, data update, we've got job postings down 5% from their early May peak. So, so, so cooled a bit from, from their May peak, but still way above pre-pandemic levels, still up 65% compared to where things are uh, running in the February 2020 pre-pandemic state. So uh, I, I'd say a sign of things sort of like cooling down, but not a dramatic shift uh, in, in the job market, but, uh, but suggesting that we, we could have hit a top. Is that across all sectors? Because I know hospitality, we've talked about a lot, has really been hit hard. They're really seeing shortages. Is it getting better for everybody or are there still some laggards? Uh, I I think overall, things have cooled across most sectors. Um, There are some areas, though, where um, demand uh, has, hasn't cooled off. Um, what, one where that, that stand out uh, is in nursing, actually, and certain other areas of healthcare. And so I see um, this is one area where, uh, you know, the cyclical ups and downs of the economy and healthcare, for instance, um, aren't going to necessarily translate to the same degree into, in terms of hiring appetite. Uh, as they are in others. I'd say uh, in hospitality, um, uh, customer service, um, food services, demand also has remained quite strong there. Um, Once again, uh, I I think the sort of like longer term uh, or mid-run like uh, uncertainty facing the economic outlook with rate hikes and things like that um, uh, might be less of a, um, have less of an impact on hiring appetite today when there's just need for staff right now to hit mm-hmm. current demand. Um, and and so, so there, there is a bit of dichotomy there versus areas like um, where things have cooled a bit more like tech and um, construction, uh, where there, we've seen a huge run-up and now um, uh, th- th- things are uh, uh, co- coming back down. They're still elevated um, in, in recent months. Interesting, interesting stuff. Thank you so much, Brendan. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. That's Brendan Bernard, who is a senior economist at Indeed. And it's interesting to see how those two uh, sort of play off each other and the number of different uh, indicators that we need to keep an eye on and see how they all fit together. And and I, I, like Brendan said, you've got your textbook example of how it works. And then sometimes things go a little off the rails.